It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It's Morgan number two. Another week means another week of awesome shows. We had a lot happen this week. And on this podcast, I break down our biggest segments of the week. So most of the time that will include stuff from the show members, but also sometimes we have really cool artists that come on and I'll just break down everything. So you make sure that you're always caught up on everything. Bobby Bones show. First one up lunchbox prank called a funeral home because he said his neighbor was giving him a hard time about his Halloween decorations, basically saying that they weren't real. So he needed to figure that out. Let's see how this went. Number seven. Halloween is coming up and my neighbors are making fun of my decorations saying they look fake. So you're asking if I can borrow a skeleton. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> this is not good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Funeral, this is how may I help you? I was just calling because I need a huge favor. So, like, I have Halloween decorations up in my front yard, and my neighbors keep telling me, man, your, like, decorations, they look weak. They don't even look real. So I was wondering if I could get a skeleton from you guys. <laughs> Sir, we don't have any human remains available for sale at the funeral. No, I don't want to buy them. I was hoping to just kind of borrow them for the week, you know, because Halloween, put them in the front yard, and then tell my neighbors, yeah, does that look real? Sir, I appreciate the humor, but that's not a possibility. <laughs> could you, do you have like uh, maybe just like a limb? That's not going to be a possible in any way to any on any level. We don't do stuff like that. It's illegal. It's not our rule. Oh, it's illegal to put a skeleton in the front yard? It's illegal for a funeral home to sell a skeleton or rent a skeleton for somebody to put in their front yard, yes. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, I wouldn't have to pay for it. Is that why you'd be lending it, like borrowing? So we, it would probably even more illegal. Honestly, sir, I'm not sure of the full extent of that wall, but that's not that's not going to happen. Like, could I like cut some hair off one to put on my skeleton to make it look real? At that point, <laughs> couldn't you just use your own hair? Well, my hair's not very long, and I need my hair to go to work. No, sir, I'm sorry. There's not going to be anything I think we could do to reconcile this issue. Yeah, I mean. Sorry about that. Click. Oh, man. <laughs> that one made me feel funny inside. That's a funny one, though. And good for this guy. He's standing by it. Yeah. He didn't say, hey, leave your number and I'll get back to you. Let <laughs> no, me think no, about he it. He didn't yeah. say, call me back in <laughs> five. No. Nothing like that. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So Chris Stapleton is what you would consider one of country music's unicorns. He almost never does interviews, but we caught him. Even though it's the pandemic and things are crazy, he decided to come on and talk with us, and he might have laughed at Bobby about something. Number six, the Friday morning conversation with Chris Stapleton. One of my favorite guys in country music is on. Chris, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing great. How are you, Bobby? Man, it's really good to talk to you. I got to tell you, I was... Obviously, I'm a massive fan of uh, of your music, and when the song Arkansas came out, I, I said, all right, I'm going to listen to this. I'm from Arkansas, and I came on the air, and I'm going to be honest, I cried, and I know this is such a jam, <laughs> you you, I, I, but I know it's such a jam, but let me explain to you why it meant so much to me, okay? Because, okay. and you'll relate because you're from Kentucky, but I feel like in my life, being from Arkansas, we've only been called hillbillies, rednecks. We're always made fun of for being dumb. And the fact that you made a positive song about where I'm from, when nobody respects where I come from, I literally had tears coming from my face, Chris. And I know it's hard to hear when it's a jam song, but that song hit me emotionally. I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, it, it was not the expected response. Uh, but, it, you know, it's a uh, it's just a fun song about driving fast through the Ozark Mountains. And, but, you know, it's... What a beautiful state that is. You know, that, that song's a real, I mean, that's all just kind of um, with a few minor embellishments probably, uh, you know, other than getting, uh, you know, chased by the cops. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's really about driving through Arkansas, and it's just, it was, it's just a beautiful state to drive through. If anybody ever has more time on their hands and a little extra gas money, it's a, it's a worthwhile drive. What was that trip? You were going to pick up a car in Oklahoma City, is that right? Yeah, I'm, um, well, me and my bass player got dropped off. My wife bought me a uh, a car for uh, my birthday, which was very nice of her because my wife's cool like that. And so um, rather than, um, you know, you can always sort out having things shipped and things like that, but it just seemed like more fun to to drive it home. So we started in Oklahoma City and kind of wound 
uh, you know, started up uh, in northern Arkansas and then wound down and came over, wound up driving back through Memphis and, you know, back up to Nashville. So that, uh, you know, it's a fun little drive. I, I like driving. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a road trip with no purpose person and, and uh, at heart, I think. Chris Stapleton's on with us. Are you a, a big music guy? Like, what do you listen to on a road trip? Oh, there's probably uh, uh, for sure some uh, some Patty Wildflowers uh, uh, happening. That's 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 my main record, but it's also my main road trip record. I, I just love that record so much. Um, but you know, the, I have various things to listen to, and my my bass player JT Cure, he's a He's a he's like a walking jukebox, so he's he's always got uh, a lot of good tunes in his pocket. So uh, yeah, we uh, yeah I listen to some some music. You know, I, I mentioned I was vulnerable. I said that song brought me to tears. Now I'm going to ask: Have you ever written a song, Chris? And as you're writing it, you're so moved by it that in a in a beautiful way or a sad way that you cry in the middle of writing your own song. Oh well, I mean. Well, I, there's a song on this record uh, called Maggie's Song. It's about a, my dog that died. How country is that? I mean, um, but probably, you know, I wrote that the day after she died. And so that, that song was a tough one for me. But um, that's, the one, that's the only one I can really remember. Um, but, you know, um, I can't remember a lot of things that happened in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Stapleton's on with us. Now, you're one of the best pure vocalists out there. When you get in the shower, do you sing songs like everyone else? Because when I get in the shower, that's where I let it rip. Are you letting it rip in there? Oh, uh, no. You know, man, I, I'm not a, I don't think so. I'm not a big, I, I, it's eerie to me how much I really just enjoy silence. Um, I, I'm kind of a big, in general, I like silence because I'm, I'm I, I kind of got things bouncing around in my head. I have enough noise in my head that. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I, I think sometimes the silence feels more like uh, the appropriate thing for me, particularly when I'm by myself uh, in the shower. Starting over is the single now. We play it all the time. Tell me about this one. Uh, you know what? This song here, starting over. Why did you choose this one to be the first radio song? What did it mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of. Uh, I played the the record for the label and um you know i wanted to name it starting over the name of the record but because it seemed appropriate at the time and um i don't know everybody just kind of gravitated towards that it was uh you know it's a song with a little bit of hope in it and uh, i think maybe we could use some of that right now and it, it's a good driving song which i'm a fan of you know so um I, I think it's uh, if you're if a song hit sounds good while you're riding it in a car, that's that's probably a good a good mark. Urban legend of Chris Stapleton is that when you made this record, and because you're being so safe with COVID, you drove it over to a record guy's house, put it on top of his car on CD, and then drove off and said, "Hey, I left your record there. See you soon." Well, it's not completely uh, incorrect. I mean, he came outside. I laid it on his car. And said, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of correct, though. But yeah, I drove I drove it uh, to a couple different uh, people's houses that you know wasn't necessary to get the ball rolling. Um, um, yeah, I like that better than email, and I like I still like CDs. I probably sound like a dinosaur, but um, I like to give people physical copies of things, and you know I like people to listen in the car. And when you send somebody something in an email, it doesn't work so well to listen in the car. I think mean, uh, car listening is an important factor for me. One final question for you before you go. Uh, Instagram, do you have it on your phone? Are you uploading pictures, or do you have someone to do that for you? I, I don't have it on my phone, uh, no. Uh, and, yes, we do have people that work on that. I mean, it's, obviously, we talk about it uh, before we get into anything too crazy. But uh, but not my Instagram is not particularly crazy either. So um, I'm a horrible photographer. I, you know, uh, I jokingly take horrible selfies, you know, to, and send them to my wife as jokes. But I'm not I'm not that person who, um, you know, has a real skill in that in that regard. So, yes, we have we have somebody kind of uh, handling that. Now, my wife, you know, she she has one, too, and, and she she kind of is much better at that. But uh, that's uh, not not my thing.
Chris, great to talk to you. Thank you for the time. Hopefully, when things clear up, maybe next year I'll see you again. Until then, be safe, my friend. Oh, man. Thanks, Bobby. See you back. There he is. Chris Stapleton, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Bobby loves going on the app TikTok and exploring through all the different videos that are on there. And recently he was on there and saw country singer Sarah Beth Tate. And she was doing one of her songs. She said she'd never been on country radio, but she went viral on the TikTok app. So he decided to bring her in studio and she played for us. It was pretty cool. Number five. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Sarah Beth Tate. Sarah Beth, it's nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. So... What happened was I was on TikTok the other night, and I guess because I listen to country music, I get the country music uh, hashtags if they come through my, my TikTok feed, my For You page. And I saw yours, and this is what your TikTok said. It's you driving in your car. You're playing your song overhead. Mm-hmm. And you said, I've been writing songs in Nashville for six years. So let's start there. You moved to town six years ago? I moved to town six years ago. From where? Um, from Fort Collins, Colorado. With what in mind? Like, what were the big star goals for you? Um record deal, you know, kind of, kind of the same short term goals as everybody, but really I just wanted to sing country music. And, um, I've, I actually signed my first publishing deal almost nine years ago now. Um, so I, I started coming out here when I was 14 and then I finally got the chance to move out when I was 17. And that's, that's when I kind of officially started all of this and, um, just been singing and writing ever since. So so you move out here from from Fort Collins. Were you the yeah. singing kid at school? I mean, are you, <laughs> Honestly, you? no. Like this is what's nuts. Like I, I mean, I kind of I, I loved country music, and I'm I'm a country music fan, and so I and I love to sing. I knew that's what I wanted to sing, and I kind of thought, hey, I found out people in Nashville are doing this as a career, and they're making money doing this, and um, people write songs, and that's what they do as their job, and um, I think. I mean, literally on one of my first trips here, I kind of met my first publisher and started getting to co-write with people. And it just kind of, I mean, I never dreamed it would, it would get to be where it is today. So it's just been, it's been a really fun journey. Then she writes after saying she had been writing songs in town for six years short, I'd, I'd never had a record deal or a song on the radio. And then you have now hit a hundred thousand followers on on TikTok or Instagram, which one is it? So yeah, we're actually it's actually like two hundred and fifteen now nice. on TikTok, which is so weird. <laughs> so I wrote, and you can do something called a duet where you put your video up beside theirs, and I said, hey, um, well, I happen to have the biggest radio show, and why don't you come up and play? So when you saw this, did someone call you and go, hey, you should look at your TikTok, or did okay. you? Well, it's kind of so I I was doing a vocal in my living room. You know, we're all doing demos in our living rooms because of COVID. And so I had my phone on do not disturb. This is why it took me what 30 minutes to comment back to you. So I had it on do not disturb. I pick it up and I've got all of these text messages. And first of all, all of like your B team peeps are awesome. And they were literally messaging me like, have you seen this yet? Have you seen this yet? And, uh, it was just like a whirl. And then I finally got to TikTok to see your video. And I just, then I had to like gather myself. I literally had to like put my phone down and cry for a few minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I finally was like, okay, now I need to comment back and say something. So it was, it was really, really fun. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. I love to just be able to see, you know, an artist who's trying to make it. I thought your song was good from what I could hear there. Thank you. And so I invite her to come play. And so she'll not only get to, hear a song on the radio she can also come play on the radio this will all be online this will be a good to be good for all of us this is yeah well this is really good for me so <laughs> thank you so much for for having me and just i mean literally for making my year this is uh, this is very fun in the middle of well, the bar was set pretty low anyway <laughs> yeah the year's been kind of soggy so we don't have to do a lot to make it better but i'm glad we could um okay in studio right now sarah beth tate who um, I just saw on TikTok randomly scrolling, and now she is here. And you're going to play what song for us? I'm going to play Long Way. And this um, is the song that was playing over your TikTok? Yes. Uh, we put this song out three and a half weeks ago, and we're um, at about 1.5 million streams. And it was it was number one on iTunes the day it came out, all genres, for like two days, which was crazy. I thought it was going to be like maybe two hours when I saw it. I was like freaking out. Um, and it's it's just there's been a lot of cool things with this song lately so i'll play it for all my tiktok friends who made all this happen (laughs) all right here we go this is sarah beth tate
made it to a whole party last night And I think I only brought you up twice Didn't turn around every time Somebody walked through the door Think I finally stopped checking my phone Getting better at sleeping alone So what you wanna hit me up for? It's just a short text The one you just didn't say Baby, can I come over? And it's a short drive From your place to mine You know I wanna hold you Over and over again Like we did back then Yeah, it'd be so easy to do But I've come Sarah Beth Tate, how do you feel right now? Thank you. Um, I feel incredible right now. This is probably my favorite day in a long time. (laughs) Well, didn't you you just? Are you engaged? Yes. Don't laugh. I forgot my engagement ring today, so we are still engaged. (laughs) I just forgot to put it on. But yes, my fiance is right through the window, looking very happy right now. How long ago did you get engaged? I got engaged in May. Okay. So is this better than that day? Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> no, say, just say you know, no. I gotta say that it's not quite, but okay. it's close. And yeah, we're just so we're just a little bit ahead of you. It sounds like in the wedding planning process, but it's a fun time. And um, my fiance is a huge fan of the show. He he's been listening even long. I have to say, as longer than I have, and he just loves you all. So this is really cool for us. Sarah Beth Tate on Instagram and TikTok. Well, it has been uh, fantastic getting to meet you. Big things ahead. And whenever the bigger things happen, we're going to check in and hear all about it. Okay. Thanks. And Huck, your guitar player. Good to meet you, too. Good to meet you, too. Huck's awesome. He he made me sound good today. No, no. It's all you. (laughs) All right. There she is. Sarah Beth Tate. Nice job, Sarah. Thank you so much. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. It's no secret that our own Lunchbox is a huge money-making man. He will do just about anything for some cash. I mean, he even does a coin challenge where he picks up coins on the street. And this week, Bobby made him a business proposition. So in honor of Halloween, he asked Lunchbox to do a bunch of superstitions that... Basically, everybody thinks bring on bad luck. So he walked under a ladder, broke a mirror, walked in front of a black cat. You name it. He pretty much did it all. So I brought in Lunchbox. He has been updating us about his bad luck situations ever since this happened. But so far, no bad luck, right, Lunchbox? Oh, no, no, none of course. But I look at my bank account, I got $52. And I'm like, hey, this is a nice $52. You want to pay me $10 to break a mirror? I'll do it. I'll do it again. Have you ever been superstitious about anything in your life? I'm superstitious about everything in my life. If I'm watching a sporting event and the team I'm cheering for, if it's a big game and they're winning, I won't even get up and go to the bathroom because I don't want to ruin the mojo. I got to keep those fluids inside just in case I mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You laugh. No, no, no. You laugh. Morgan, number two, I don't know why you're laughing. The World Series in 2002. Okay, it's the Angels versus the Giants, and I'm cheering for the Angels. In game six, they win to force a game seven. The next night, my roommate could not be there, so I took his clothes that he was wearing the night before and laid them in the exact same spot that way to ensure an Angels victory. And guess what? The Angels won. Okay, but so if you're superstitious about all these other things, especially when it comes to sports, why would you do things that people believe bring you bad luck? Uh, Because I got paid. So basically, screw all your values if you get paid. Exactly. Okay. I was just making sure we're we're clear on that. Okay, so even for a couple bucks, you got $52 for getting potentially bad luck for the next at least seven years. Why would I have seven years? It was only four things. Nope, it's the superstition that a lot of these last longer than one year, so... Are you oh. prepared for the next seven years to have bad luck? I will. I, I'm ready for it. And every time I, something bad luck happened, I'll be like, man, that wasn't worth $52. But when good things happen, I'll be like, Psh, look at that 52 bucks. And what would you consider to be bad luck? Uh, someone breaks into my car. Someone steals my wallet. Uh, someone steals my wife. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's bad luck. Okay. Well, so you're saying you're, you're holding to it that superstitions you're you're really not as long as there's money as long as there's if you pay me 
I'll do it. And that's why I did these. All right. Well, there you have it. So you can listen to this segment. He did it all. And as for now, there is no bad luck happening to him. But you also heard what would be bad luck. Let's hope nobody steals your wife. Number four. Lunchbox has uh, four things he's going to do on, no, five things he's going to do right now on the show that are all supposed to bring bad luck. Number one, for $10, we have a ladder in the studio. Oh, yeah. Now, it says walk under the ladder. Now, here's the thing. We need to lean that ladder against the wall and have him walk under it that way. Because walking through the middle of it's not bad luck. Do you know what I'm saying? Like walking under a, just walk under. Who the crap cares? Yeah. Maybe it's, you know what? Okay, he's walking under the ladder. There he goes. Oh, he's dancing through it. Okay. Go back through it just for fun. Oh, now he's going backward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hit your head already. No problem. Hey, nothing's messed with me yet. You're bleeding. $10. Okay. Next up, break a mirror. Oh, yeah. Look, I got He has a hammer and a. Oh, I got a little handheld mirror. You ready? Oh, oh man. Boy. He's going to get some in his eye. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can you hear that? It's my hammer. Go ahead. $10. And. Oh, <gasps> oh my oh, goodness. goodness. I'm glad I covered my eyes. Woo! That thing shattered like crazy. Yeah, okay. buddy. Nobody walk barefoot in here. Well, that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have, like, broken in a plastic bag. We didn't, we didn't yeah. really, uh, I didn't put think a little thought one. into this. <laughs> There's a mirror everywhere now. Do we have a custodian? There's a vacuum. Sure, we have a vacuum. Okay. Uh, Lunchbox made ten more dollars there. Yeah. Woo! Okay, take that umbrella on the floor. Oh, Mary Poppins. That's it. Now, if you'll slowly open that, here we go. Open. Watch out for the light. There it is. There it is. And he opened it, and now he's he's singing in. in the rain. Yeah. Bad luck come raining down on me. I got an umbrella to protect me. Okay. Woo! You want to hold it? Next up, okay. I need you to step on a crack. Okay. Do we have a crack you can step on anywhere? Eddie, lay down. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's real funny. Eddie, give him the butt crack. <laughs> he just steps on my butt crack? All right, I'm coming. Is there one out in the hall? But Eddie, watch out for the no, glass when you lay down. Oh, gosh. Good point, Amy. <laughs> He'll have to run outside and do this one on the sidewalk. We'll do that in just a second. One more. Uh, tip over a salt shaker. See this salt? Oh, I won't break it. Up. You need to uh, make sure that a little salt comes out of it, though, when you tip I, it over. I don't even know how to, this is too fancy of a salt shaker for me. I don't know how you get salt out of there. Oh, oh there yep, salt's coming out. All right. Oh, yeah. and there he goes. He tipped it yeah. over. Yeah. Okay. For, for my friends. So right now I own 40 bucks. Yeah. Two more dollars if you step on a crack. Oh, find me a crack. You can go outside and do that one. All right. Oh, there he goes. I don't know how you're going to see it, but... Oh, here's cracks. Crack, crack. Boom. Okay, there you go. I mean, there are cracks outside. Forty-two dollars. Now, what we're gonna Woo! do is all week. Today's Wednesday. Every day we're gonna check in and see if anything bad's happened in his life. But you gotta be honest with us, Lunchbox. I would never lie to you guys. Yes, you would. You often do. Every day. Uh, no, I'm never. But I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I'll, I'll keep track if anything bad goes wrong. Would you have done that for forty-two dollars, Amy? All of that? No. It- I can do other things with my time. <laughs> <laughs> with Ed, your time? That was Eddie, like two minutes. Have done that? No, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, just for that, like you said, that ch- little chance that it could be know. true, I know it's not worth it. Yeah. Man, you guys don't know what money can do, do you? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> we do. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We had on some of our favorite people this week. Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood came on together. Not just one or the other. They came on together. They checked in with us from their house to talk about their duet of Shallow, Garth's new album, and even being at Raymundo's wedding. Here it is. Number three. The Friday Morning Conversation with Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. One of my favorite people in the whole world's on the phone, and so is Garth Brooks. That's right. <laughs> I love you, Bobby. That's Ouch, I just got injured again. <laughs> hey, guys, Garth, I want, uh, let me ask you this question because you brought up the injury thing. I was ready to watch the Facebook where you were going to talk about the new record, and you hurt yourself on the farm. What in the world were you doing? I was loading the chop saw, grabbed the, grabbed the back end of it, which is the safe end of it, and the damn thing collapsed on me, and it just, uh, it just, I, when I felt it, I didn't want to see it, so I just took my right hand and just kind of felt my left hand to make sure 
all my parts were there and thank goodness. <laughs> and you know what? I got, I got lucky. Everybody's been so sweet to ask. It's just going to be, it's going to be black and blue for a while, but, um, I, uh, uh, I got really, really lucky. <laughs> Trisha, when he says he injures himself on the farm, are you ever like, well, stop doing crazy stuff on the farm? <laughs> oh, my God, every day. This is not the first time. This is the only one that everybody knows about. It's like he'll come to the house and he'll have like, you know, the last time he had like blood over his eyebrow. And I'm like, what is what happened? He's like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm fine. I did this a few hours ago. I'm sure it's fine. And he really <laughs> needed this ditch, but he didn't get one. So, you know, he's careful, but, you know, stuff happens on a farm. So. Well, I'm always happy when he comes back with all his limbs. No, man, I'm on the farm. It's those other yahoos that I work with. They're the, they're the hard part. You know the bird wealth. You know that family. That's the that's the Raymundo. Now the Raymundo family. That's the in-laws, Ray. <laughs> we should talk. Ray was back at work the Monday after his wedding. What do you guys think about that? I think you're a terrible boss. No, no. I didn't make him. I told him he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> but honestly, yeah, the show we we really need Ray. We do need Ray. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. hard for him to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ray was telling us that. Yeah, Ray was saying he's the real show. That's true. We're not going to argue. Uh, Garth and Trisha are on. I do want to talk about Shallow. You know, the day it came out, we were playing it a bunch. And uh, I, why would you guys put that on the new record, Shallow? <laughs> That's what we were saying. <laughs> it started off with that Facebook Live thing with it was a request, and we just did a little piece of it. And then we did it again because it was another, we did another live by requesting, we did the CBS thing. And then somebody said, you know, you should record it. I mean, a lot of people were saying we should record it. And I really think Garth said, okay, we'll record it for the album, but really thinking that it wouldn't make the album. And so, I mean, because it was the biggest hit for them, why would we do this? Um, and then we just really liked how it came out. So it, here it is. Yeah, yeah man, you, you can't, you can't ignore people when that many voices say do something. But I was honest with them and said, okay, we'll cut it and you know, knowing it would never make the record, but 15 seconds into this thing, man, Bobby Terry, that acoustic part up front, and that it just the goosebumps were all over you, knowing what was coming. And when the Queen stepped to the mic, uh, I was in that room the moment it happened. You saw all the players totally change, and you can hear it on the record. They went to some other level. Hey, I have a question for you, Garth. I was talking about my favorite music videos of all time, country music videos. And before I tell you which one I picked, I'm because that's one of yours. But which one of your videos to you do you go, that's my favorite video? Oh, man, I'm so sorry because it was, it was the second one we ever made. It was the dance. It was the, it was the most inexpensive one we ever made. It was the quickest one we ever made. But there's something about the dance that still to this day, when I see those frames, it just kills me, especially Whitley. I just I, I, I love the shots of Whitley and just uh, – and, um, you know, Lane Frost, those guys, it's just, it's, it's just a beautiful piece for me. Thank you. Well, you want me to guess on yours? Yeah, go ahead. See if you can nail it. I'm going to have to guess the Red Strokes. No, but I do love Red Strokes, though. <laughs> that was a great one. But the, the one, because with, with videos, I go, okay, what really put an impression inside of me that I still remember today? And I go, okay. You know what? I, I love standing outside the fire. Let me go watch it again. I watched it again the other day. I had tears in my eyes again as an yeah. adult man. That video to me was so great. When you put that out, what was the response? Uh, I think the response was the same way. It just, just a lot of, a lot of cheering for the underdog. And I can't tell you how many kids uh, that we get that are, that are uh, children with either special needs or just uh, touched in a different way than, than what we call normal here. How many of them kind of have that as their anthem in their video? Garth and Trisha are on. Trisha, some advice from you, please. If there are a lot of folks out there that are doing, you know, cooking segments or, or cooking shows on YouTube, my fiance actually just did a little cooking thing from from our kitchen. What is the advice that you would give to someone who is starting some sign of some some sort of cooking program? Well, I would say that if like maybe I met your fiance at a wedding or something and she didn't tell me that she was a great cook and that she was doing this, I saw this my I saw this yesterday and I was like, they did not Kayla did not no one said anything to me um at the at the wedding. So I'm just saying, um, you know, first of all, she's beautiful and she's a lovely person and we were very happy to get to spend a few minutes with you guys at the wedding. I would like to cook with her. So that's that's what I that's my advice is that why why haven't she called me to cook with her? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You know, if I tell her, she's going to say, <laughs> this is what Kaylin's going to say, because she's so humble about her, uh, that she likes to cook. She's like, I know nothing. But I'm going to say, hey, Trisha said she'd like to cook with you. She's going to go, that was just for radio. You guys have a playland no. and a real land. 
No, let me tell you this. What I'm a home cook like my mom, so I am not. I know what I know, and I was really intimidated by the cooking world when I started doing this because I didn't go to culinary school. I don't know what all all the chefs know, but I know what I know, and they. It's a great world, I'll tell you this. They make you feel like what you bring to the table, no pun intended, is is as important as all the things that they learn in culinary school. So, my my real advice truly would be to not be afraid, you know, to to because cooking is like if you know how to do it and it's your thing, you know it and and you've got it. And the word on Caitlin, honestly, on or off of radio, is that she's really good. <laughs> she's a really good cook. So, I I just think she's she knows she has that gift to keep doing it and and to be confident about it and I will cook with her anytime and we can talk about it or not talk about it on, on the radio, but I, w- I would be happy to. I would okay. love to. I'll tell her. How come you didn't, how come you didn't ask me anything about her? About <laughs> this was, about no, I think he, no, I think originally he was asking about tips or advice about cooking. No, shows. no, no. Well, ask me about Caitlin. Oh yeah. Ask him. Well, listen, yeah. sometimes I just like to talk to Tricia, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. What's your advice, honey? What's that? What's Thank you advice? very much. Honey. Well, first of all, <laughs> Do you have any advice for Caitlin, honey? First of all, she's gorgeous. Okay. Second of all, she's gorgeous. And then the third thing, man, you sure you want to pick this as your life partner because she's an Okie and she is going to tell you what she thinks the truth is. You better, you better be tough. I can attest to that. Well, my kitchen is already full of Oklahoma paraphernalia, which I never (laughs) thought would happen, but is is it true, Garth, that you invented something called taco pizza? Oh Yeah. Yeah, a, if there's anything I get credit for, it's how to eat, brother. I can. I try, try, if, if eating was a sport, I'd be a five-time Olympian. It's, uh, but uh, yeah, taco pizza. We yeah. were talking about it one night, and the great thing about taco pizza is it's cold and hot mixed together. So instead of red sauce, you use picante sauce. Put down a layer of beans, cheese, all the meats, everything you want. Cook, it. and while you're waiting for it to cook, then you're mixing together the tomatoes, the lettuce, the the uh, whatever cheese, they. Yeah, what the sour cream, yeah, all the cold stuff. You're getting hungry, aren't you? I am. Yeah, right. My mouth's locked. <laughs> and then uh, when it comes out, uh, you just slather all that stuff on top, and then that's when you cut it. And you have a taco pizza. Garth is announced. Garth's gonna have his own cooking show soon, and a cookbook coming out. So <laughs> I, Garth makes me want to do an eating show where I just eat things. That's it. Just bring it, and I eat it. Let no, me, there, that might be a whole new channel right there on its own. Uh, Garth has a new album, his 12th studio album, Fun, coming out November 20th. What's what's what about this record is different for you, Garth? You know what what I what I think is just the opposite. What I love about this album is it's the same. There's there's new stuff on it. I'd compare it to sevens uh, because there's 14 cuts and it's a lot of fun stuff on there. But I also compare it to in pieces because I think this was done after the stadium run and the stadium run turned my head around, man. It it, it just brought a whole new chapter to entertainment. But there's songs on there like sometimes you got to die to live again and where the cross don't burn that I would go back and put on the very first Garth Brooks album. So what I love about this this album is it's got everything new on it, and it's got all the innocence and the sweetness that came on that first record on a lot of songs. So it's uh, for me, it's 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 like a Garth Brooks buffet of of the years that we've got to play music all in, in one record. So this is this is really. A fun, fun record for me. I don't mean to make a fun of it, but it's a fun one to cut. It's a fun one to listen to. All right, there they are, Garth and Trisha. Hey, thank you guys for the time. It was great seeing you guys last weekend, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. <laughs> okay, we love, love you guys. guys. Congratulations on everybody's happening in their lives on that end. That's it's, it's really cool. Thank you guys you stay guys. safe. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Something happened at Amy's house that kind of turned into a tell me something good. And I brought on Amy to kind of have this story more so shared. She shared a little bit on the show, but I think there's some more backstory to all this. So I want to bring her on. Hey, Amy. Hey, well, thanks for having me on because I feel like this is definitely a story that should have made the news, but nobody... Nobody besides the Bobby Bone Show has called. So thank you for reaching out. And it is one of those crazy things where uh, an accident happens and it's tragic at the time, but then uncovers something that would have not been discovered. Like they were saying the next day, cause the guy you'll hear in the clip, but he ended up having to get a pacemaker and he would never have gone to the hospital. I guess you can't ever use a definitive term like never, but he was not the type that was going to go in the hospital because his heart rate was low. He probably just wouldn't have gone. And in fact, when the paramedics were there and they were asking him to go, he wasn't going to go. He didn't want to go. But finally, he caved in and he went. And then when we got the update the next day, 
that the fall saved his life. That it's that's insane to me. So so when this happened, you had said, you know, these were workers working at your house, just hanging up. Oh yeah, I stuff. thought I thought we were gonna get sued. Yeah, for okay. sure. So were you inside and like you heard the fall? Yeah, they were right out on our okay. patio so you could see everything. And then we had to call 911. I mean, but that decision was even hard because I think you go back and forth. Should we call 911 for this or not? But he didn't want to move. And then, you know, your head just flashes through all these movies or things you've heard about where if you touch the person, it makes it 10 times worse. And so we just knew we were not equipped to handle the situation, especially because he's elderly. And that that resulted in, you know, ambulance arriving the whole my son was just bummed. He was at school because he's like, what? An ambulance (laughs) was here. I can't believe I missed it. (laughs) And you also mentioned that the other worker had a broken leg when they came. Yes. So when that's why the other man was on the ladder. Yeah. So when they first came and he showed up with a broken leg, were you kind of like, okay, no, because we've worked with our friend works with them. And, you know, I learned in the thing, too, that Bobby knew who these people were because they were doing some stuff at their house. And so. I, my dad is 79 and he only started to have health problems a few years ago. So in his mid to late seventies, he was working every day and would have been on a ladder and totally capable of taking care of himself and worked in construction. So I, I didn't think much of it and it really wasn't, he didn't fall because he was old, fell because the, the ladder just went off the edge. Now I do think if a younger person had gone off the edge, it would have been different, but that wasn't what was meant to be. It was meant to be that the older gentleman went off the ledge so that his pacemaker could get put in. Do you believe in divine intervention, especially after this? Yeah. There's another woman that I know that, uh, I knew her when I lived in North Carolina and she loved riding horses and she was really good at riding them. Her falling off a horse. I mean, I guess depending on the horse, it could happen. I know People that are used to horses fall off. I, I get it. But she had not fallen off in that wasn't her thing. She was very trained, knew what she was doing. And she fell off a horse one day. She couldn't believe it. Broke her collarbone. She was a doctor. It took a lot of her like that for her to break that was just not good for her at the time. But when she broke the collarbone through the x-rays, they found a tumor and they were able to remove it because it was stage one. And that saved her life. So to me, stories like that are, yeah, a crazy way of figuring out. Same thing you'll hear in the story with my dad, how I share how they found his tumor. And it was all because he had a stroke and the stroke was a bummer. But maybe if they hadn't have, if he hadn't have had the stroke, then they would have found the tumor at a later stage. And, you know, finding something early is crucial. And I do think it's so cool that you had one of those stories that we always read about on the internet, but then you're like, hey, this happened to me in real life. Yeah. But the the other question I had was after this happened, were you and your husband kind of like, okay, we need to check our insurance and make sure everything's covered? We haven't yet, but I did, I haven't yet, but then that wasn't even a concern. I think they were just so excited that, and of course I was concerned about his safety more so than the suing. That was more like a joke, but it is a thought that crosses your mind. And curtains still aren't hung, by the way, outside. It's fine. <laughs> it's no big deal. But we kept thinking, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. But we haven't yet. But uh, I think that, you know, you you have, that's not important at the time, but you do have the thoughts. And then now that it wasn't an issue, we're not circling back to it, but we probably should just to make sure that we're good to go. And then my father-in-law, he's the sweetest in the world. He already, before we were able to give him the update, he was about to ask us if we knew what hospital because he wanted to go visit him. Oh, that's and so sweet. we were like, well, guess what? He got a pacemaker and he's going to be fine. And it's amazing. And he was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like I was going to see if I needed to go check on him. And I thought, and my in-laws are just visiting for a couple of weeks from Texas. And they were going to take time out of their day to go visit some guy at the hospital that fell but in front of sometimes when that, that really strange or kind of a trauma accident happens, you just feel connected to people in a really interesting way that mm-hmm. you can't explain. Yeah. And that's probably what they were feeling. So, well, there you have it. We all definitely believe in divine intervention after that situation at Amy's house. And we'll leave it on this. If this happens at your house, what advice do you give somebody, Amy? Oh, don't hesitate to call for help because you never know what is really at stake. As, you know, if someone were to fall, you may not think it's that big of a deal, but if they don't want to move. And then also if they're par- if the paramedics are urging you to please go into the hospital because of 
low heart rate or whatever the case may be, X, Y, Z, they are the professionals. So you should listen to them right away and not argue with people that know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Amy. Number two. Let's go. All right. So tell us what happened at your house. So we had some people there hanging some stuff and one of the guys was outside on a ladder, elderly-ish. I, you know, the one guy probably should have been, the younger guy should have been the one on the ladder, but he had a broken leg. So the older gentleman went up and the ladder went off the edge and he fell off the ladder and like couldn't move. At your house? Yes. And you saw this? It was awful. Like scary situation. He didn't want to move. So then that's scary because you're not supposed to, then you hear, Mm. I was thinking, I've seen on TV, don't move them, don't move them. What do you do, by the way? So we call the paramedics. What do you do immediately? Do you run out there? You know, like everyone's, there's lots of people at my house and everybody's freaking out. And like my, uh, yes, there's multiple people at my house and we're all kind of like scrambling what to do. We decide to call 911 to get paramedics there. The paramedics show up. Everything is like fine, but they take his heart rate and they're like, gosh, his heart rate is so low. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going in though. I'm not going in. And then he decides to go. And then we got an update the next day that he had a pacemaker put in. And that he should have, that is something that he would have needed regardless of the fall, but he probably never would have gone to the hospital for. And so they say that the fall is one of those weird things that probably saved his life. What? So you having an unstable ladder really saved the guy's life. His ladder. Uh, Not your ladder, good. It, It went off the ledge. I know, I thought, once he was better, I thought that night... Are we going to get sued? Like, I don't know the insurance, like, because we didn't know the full update. And then when I got the update that it saved his life, I was like, we're definitely not getting sued. (laughs) (laughs) So I use the same two guys. Yeah. That guy's really old. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) He's like, guys, he's like 80. Yeah. (laughs) But is he good? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I tried to so be now care- I'm worried that he can't hang out my mirror. I'm like, what? I tried to be careful with the elderly comment, yeah. but yeah, he's like 80. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. The f- Jimmy Johnson had this happen to him. He went on Survivor. I was going on Survivor, and he got like hurt or something, and they went in. They're like, oh, you have a heart issue. They had to put a heart a stent in because yeah. they found it. The there. Dallas Cowboy coach. Yeah. Uh-huh. He went in. He was going through casting, and they found this defect or whatever the and that. So he got it put in. So he wasn't able to be cast, but he came back a couple seasons later once he healed from what? surgery. And like the screening process, they physically yeah. screen you. He didn't pass. They found an issue, and they were like, "Oh my God, we need to put this in your heart. Put a stent in his heart." Wow. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember this part of my dad's health journey, but we were in California for something. We got a call that my dad had a stroke. I don't know if you remember. It was like 2016, but that stroke was, you know, awful. But only because he had the stroke did they find the tumor in his throat because, like, he couldn't move his hand after the stroke. So they wanted to go in his neck and work on a nerve to go down to his hand. And then when they went to scan the neck mm. for the nerve, they found the tumor. Mm. And they and they caught it early-ish, but they said they likely that's something they wouldn't have caught without the stroke. <laughs> and they weren't related. Yeah, that's crazy. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that that guy's okay. Yes. I'm and sure he'll be fine over at your house. He got a new pacemaker. Yeah, it's true. Fine. I'm asking about it. <laughs> hey, I heard you got a new pacemaker, but let me see it. I guess you can't really show it, can you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. And of course, our biggest segment from the show this week is Raymundo's Wedding. Woo! Woo! Of course, he got married. If you haven't seen all over social media, even Ray is posting all kinds of things when he never posts anything on social media. So, Ray, I want to know how you're feeling. You are one week into married life. I want to know how you feel. Um, honestly, I think the easiest thing I can say is that it was so natural. We had dated for so long. It was definitely not a shotgun type thing. It was well thought out. We had time to plan it because of the pandemic. There was so much downtime that we really were able to sit down on weekends because there's no temptation to go to the bar. So we would just say, okay, you want to do some thank you cards? All right. So what do I have to do? I have to write a card, a special card to my mom and your parents. So we did stuff so far ahead of time. The thing that did suck is there was cancellation. So sure. We wanted a white claw vendor there. Sure. There were some extras. I I want a circus elephant, damn it. But (laughs) that stuff just couldn't happen because it was a pandemic. So we went from 150 down to 30, which was the most stressful thing. Um, telling coworkers and other people they couldn't come but 
we had so much extra time that the average couple didn't have to plan it. So I think it, it couldn't have been more perfect. And I don't feel any different. I do have a ring on my finger. But other than that, it was seamless. It's it's a very easy transition if you're thinking about doing it, uh, M2. <laughs> we're, we're good, right? We'll, we'll focus on you for now. Um, but you did talk about your wedding ring some this week. And obviously, people can hear that on the podcast, too. But do you find yourself sometimes just looking down like, dang, I'm really married. This is official. I don't because I'm 35. Maybe a, a schoolgirl when she's 21, she has that feeling. But to me, it was just, it was so easy. When, when you just go into something without thinking too much about it and it doesn't feel like you're f- fighting anything and it's just not a lot of force involved, I'm telling you, it's so smooth and it's so it's greatness. And that's it's really what it was. We were both, me and Laura were both ready to get married. We got married. And it feels a lot the same. People are very nice. We got a lot of free stuff. And then <laughs> maybe now the conversation happens more. Are we going to start to go at, go after these 23 eggs to start having children? Is my sister, the surrogate, going to move down here? Maybe those conversations happen. But as of right now, we still like to drink a little bit too much on a Friday night. And we're the exact same two people, except for her last name, is now Slater. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. And you just to confirm, I believe I already know the answer to this, but you or Laura, neither of you guys on that wedding day ever at any point in time got cold feet. Uh, no, no, they no. got cold feet because it was cold outside. It was freezing. We stood outside the church for like 40 minutes waiting for the bride to arrive and our feet were frozen. So, yes, he definitely got cold feet. All right. All right. Hold on. I want the official word from Raimundo. No cold feet at all. And the funny thing is, though, so the one uh, hiccup was the shuttles. There was miscommunication. So they were delayed by 20 minutes. So there was that question, like, is if a runaway bride happens, who informs you? Is there going to be a walkie-talkie call? Does her <laughs> father come and talk to me? I, I had no idea, but we were outside the chapel for not 10 minutes, not 20. I mean, it was almost working on half an hour, and the people inside the chapel, I imagine, were chomping at the bit because all they're doing, Blair Witch style, is facing into a forest. They have no idea what's going on behind them for easily 30 minutes, but no cold feet. Okay, well, I'm glad there was no cold feet. I also have... Amy and Lunchbox and Eddie sitting in here, too, who are all at the wedding. We had two groomsmen, and Amy was there in attendance. You guys talked about your favorite moments from the wedding, but is there anything you didn't get to share that you hope to share on the show this week about the wedding? Uh, I'll go. I I think anything about my family, I I believe, would be funny because I was even getting stuff from my nephew where he was saying, out of the whole show— I think I liked Eddie the most. I'm because we were in a group. Wait text. a minute! What? Nice, nice. Keep as, going. Keep talking. Hold dude. on, <laughs> dude. As the uh, as the bachelors, we, I did a little group text. Not a lot of texts went on in there because my nephew, the twelve year old, was in there, and he goes, "Hey, I, I saved Eddie's phone number. I think I'm gonna text him sometimes. He was the coolest." <laughs> yeah, that's a funny story. Talking to little Boomer, his nephew, because he his his uh, mom told me, which is Ray's sister. He goes, "Is he won't tell you this, but Boomer's so excited to be on a group text. He's like, I cannot." believe it i have bones in my phone i have lunchbox in my phone i have eddie in my phone this is crazy i'm gonna save these numbers so i think from here on out uh uh ray if there's like a good game or something on tv i'm just gonna text him out of the blue see what he says uh, and there was a group text too. bones we were joking around i go hey guys i got your ties and your socks just fyi we're all wearing the same stuff and i bought those for you guys a little nice thing i did for everybody and i go uh but hey just fyi the nephew is on the group text and then bones goes Hey guys, I didn't bring any underwear. Does anybody have any? And then my nephew goes, "Yeah, I got some, but they're kids' underwear." <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me tell you, I think we might have scarred him for life, Boomer, because we were just harassing oh him. Oh my gosh, nonstop! And we're we're getting on the shuttle to go to the wedding. Well, and lunch and Eddie about their wives were being pretty hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it was and, and so my wife and Eddie's wife were the last two people to arrive, so they're getting on the shuttle with the groomsmen. And my wife is walking towards the shuttle, and I said, Boomer, whatever you do, do not hit on my wife. (laughs) And he was just like, I wasn't going to. And he got so nervous. So then the rest of the night, I kept saying, hey, man, you want to meet my wife? He's like, no, 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 no. And my wife even winked at him at one point just to mess with him, and he, he would run the other direction, and I feel like he's going to be scarred for life. Cause, well, my, cause he's Oh, sorry, but he's at that uh, place right now where, you know, you're kind of maybe like or thinking about starting to date girls or whatever and stuff, but he's he's so close, and so it was funny that Lunch said that, like, don't don't you dare look at my wife. So then he was terrified. <laughs> and then our other buddy, Eric Dodd, my groomsman, he goes, 
hey, man, I know you don't want to ask for a picture, but I know you have a crush on my wife, Anna. He goes, so if you go get a picture with her, I'll give you $5. So my nephew comes up to me mid-wedding, and he goes, hey, hey, I got a picture of me and Anna. And I'm like, what the heck? You went and just took a picture with Eric's wife? He goes, Eric told me he'd give me $5. <laughs> so he put that uh, picture in his phone, and for sure he's going to show all his friends at school. Ray, weren't you also trying to get him to hold the uh, the flower girl's hand? Oh, I wanted it with Kennedy. I wanted it because <laughs> she was a little bit younger than him, but they were both super cute together and i said you've got to dance with her but i don't believe that he ever did but i did try to get them i don't know to talk to each other a little yeah, bit yeah, he t- wouldn't do it he wouldn't do it i told him he could dance with my wife but don't and he was like no 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 so basically it sounds like ray's wedding became a matchmaking session for your this little nephew, boomer that nephew, you call yeah, yeah. It, it, the beauty of kids is they are the perfect I don't even know what to call it, like just the transition from scene to scene because there's no weirdness or awkwardness with a kid because they say everything they feel. My nephew was nonstop talking, being personable. He was awesome, and he he single-handedly, outside of getting married, could have been my favorite part of the wedding, and I'm so happy I picked him as a groomsman. He was great. I mean, just broing it with my guys. He snuck in guards, basketball court. He might have farted during the ceremony. (laughs) Oh, for sure. He definitely farted during the ceremony. Okay, so does he get the MVP groomsman award is he your favorite groomsman oh my I almost have to because he made stuff so easy sometimes tough stuff's a little difficult with me and my dad talking because my dad's shy but boomer would just mix it up and then outside of the chapel all us guys were kind of just standing there and boomer his knees were shaking I'm like dude why are you so nervous you're not getting married and he's like I don't know but I'm nervous <laughs> he was cool. a- Amy was there anything else from the wedding that you didn't get a chance to talk about I mean I I was curious, too, like for us sitting there, I know for y'all, like her wondering if she was going to show up, like we were sitting there (laughs) in the pews from like 345 to 430, (laughs) (laughs) like just looking around being like, what is happening? Where, where is she? Like, what, what's the deal? So whenever everybody started to show up, like that was a good feeling. Hey, but the harps were beautiful, though. They were 45 the minutes. The harps were beautiful, yes. And it was kind of like, do we, we were socially distanced in the pews, but everyone was like, do we keep our mask on? Do we not? And then Garth and Trisha kept their mask on the whole time. And then we took ours off and they were like, oh, do you think? Do you oh, think, they were for sure judging you. Yeah. Do you think that we're getting judged? Wait, did, we took our did Garth on? and Trisha sit there for 45 minutes too? Oh yeah. They were even there before us. Uh-huh. So they, I think yeah. they probably got their... I don't know. They they sat there for a while. So a- Amy, they they were sitting right behind you guys. Mm-hmm. Did you turn around at any moment to say hi, or did you just kind of like, oh my gosh, Garth's behind? Oh me. no, I didn't. I didn't. If anything, you would know it's Trisha because her long blonde hair, but she had her mask on. But Garth, he didn't have his cowboy hat on. He had on a <laughs> no a, microphone. And Trisha had on a like a nice you know mask <laughs> that matched her dress. Like you can tell, like like pretty. And then Garth had on one of the disposable medical masks. And yeah. I, thought, I was like, keeping it real, Garth, keeping it real. But no, I figured that they would want to just, they're at a wedding. Like this is their, this is people they care about. They're there. They don't, I don't feel like, I mean, it was 45 minutes. So I thought about it, <laughs> but I didn't want to make it like a big, Deal it was a big deal, though. Cool. It, yeah, it was kind of. I mean, right, right, what? right. Uh, who, n- who can say they had Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood at their wedding? I, Dude, that's amazing. You're going to say that for the rest of your life. It, it truly is awesome, and especially to, to my grandma, to my aunt. I mean, that's 10 times bigger because they don't even live in the city. So they were just blown away by that. And then my father. He talks to maybe less than five people every day of his life for the past 20 years. And he's like, oh, yeah, I went up to Garth. I told him, thanks so much for this. Really appreciate it. Thanks for letting us use the property in the chapel. He's like, I I got a shot. I went right up to him and talked right to him. I was like, good job, Dad. Way to go talk to G. Your dad didn't say anything the whole day. He didn't. I mean, he said maybe one word to me. And he's like, yeah, I went and rapped out with Garth. All right, Dad. Did anybody try and take a picture with Garth or Trisha during that? No, I kept telling Ray, like, I was going to do it, but I would not do that on his wedding day. I thought about it, but I wouldn't do Did that. Did any of your family, Ray? Uh, well, it, honestly, it the lighting was real. They made they wanted the candles to stand out, so it wasn't the best lighting for pictures. Because I almost thought about doing a picture really quick with Laura, and I was like, you know what? With the selfie, it's not even going to turn out. But they wanted the lighting to be really dark, and because it was later in the day, it was overcast and it was cloudy. I mean, the, the lighting wasn't great for pictures. 
Well, I mean, the lighting wasn't great on the live stream either, but I thought it was just a live <laughs> hey, stream. Oh. Hey. hey, so with the live stream, there's oh, some boy. mistakes were made. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. No, this is, I want to tell you guys this, this is really goes. funny. She wants to go in on the live stream. Yeah, she wants to make fun of your wedding. That's no, it's I, not. It's no, not his wedding. Please, this is funny to me. This is this is really funny. Honestly, we were watching the live stream. We were there to support Ray. We had a little watch party for all of us that couldn't be there, and we were so excited to watch. And it was like right. Two times during during this live stream that it's like just straight up stopped, right? <laughs> One was when they started walking down the aisle and we're like, oh, great. We're not going to actually see the wedding. We watched 45 minutes of you all sitting in the pews, right? And then you guys got, it was like, I now pronounce you. And then it cut. Oh, and we're like, wait, gosh. what's happening? <laughs> What in the heck? Hey, well, Ray, I heard I heard that when the live stream started, <laughs> the first words that the camera operator said was like, oh, crap, I only have 2% of my phone. <laughs> that was also in it. But the other part, I told Ray because I didn't want to offend whoever was holding it. The person that was holding the camera, who I, I guess Ray didn't really know. But he was breathing, so it sounded like <laughs> Darth Vader was well, uh, Actually, guys, uh, you don't know this, but Darth Vader was operating the My whole thing oh, is, yeah. I can't believe you sat there and watched the live stream. Why like, not? Hey, we were trying to be supportive. No, there was no. 35 of us on there that were trying to be supportive. <clears throat> If I ain't there, I ain't watching. Okay. Dude, well, I said the same did. thing. Props to them. Like, I, mean, I can't believe sweet. you guys did that. Like, Ray, uh, this is an honest question. Did your brother watch the live stream? Oh, wow. Oh, Definitely yeah, not. Right. See? But the funny, I mean, he actually texted uh, the next day and goes, congrats on the wedding. I'm like, bro, you missed it by a day. <laughs> That's what, uh, yeah. All right. He didn't yeah. even watch the live stream, though? Of course. He definitely didn't. He for sure didn't. Oh, right. I mean, man. unless y'all saw a guy named Robert Slater commenting like, That's my brother. Well, Shout there, out. You had 30 people mm-hmm. there and there was 35 watching, which means about 110 people that you guys had disinvited were not watching. Oh right? yeah, right. You had 150 originally invited. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, there were a lot of them were family, and some of them were a little bit older. Maybe they didn't have the ability to do a live stream. We not only weren't able to have people from work, we had to turn down family members. Laura had aunts and uncles that lived two blocks away that then couldn't come, all because we had to keep the numbers yeah. down for COVID. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, let's be real. I mean, they didn't miss anything on the live stream anyway. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I dude, we, I saw a picture from it, and I was like, that looks Blair Witch style. I would style. have never said anything to Ray, but. I posted a picture and he was like, where did you get that picture? What happened? And I was like, that was the live stream. Oh, <laughs> that was just what it was. But you know what, Ray, in all, all seriousness, we are all so thrilled for you. you. So um, here is the segment where we talk about Raymundo's wedding and everybody's favorite moments. Number one. Nice job, Ramby. And yeah. Was yeah. A, a safe but fun wedding. Thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean... In my dreams, I never thought it was going to go that smoothly, be as easy as it was, and awesome. I mean, so many good conversations, my family, with you guys. I mean, it's the only time in my ever that my grandma is going to be in the same room with you, Garth Brooks, I mean, Trisha Yearwood, and me and my bride, <laughs> ever. That's true. So, I mean, special yeah. moments like that only happened in one day, and I'm glad I took it all in. I mean, I, every second I was I was tuned in, and it was awesome. We were all standing outside of the small chapel waiting on Ray's now wife, Bay to come up. And he wasn't going to see her, so when she pulled up, he was going to go inside and just <laughs> let her go by. And so we're all waiting, and 4 o'clock is when weddings to start. It's 4, it's 4.05, it's 4.10, it's 4.20. Eddie goes, what if she doesn't come? <laughs> <laughs> it was starting to feel like that a little bit. And the whole group of us went, <gasps> So she got there about 4.30, we went in. It was awesome. Ray goes down, we're all standing up. It was... It, it was you know, when everything is kind of being shut down, it was, a, it was a small group, but I felt like there was still a lot of fun and love there. I thought it was a, a really well-balanced group. Yeah, I mean, we did want to have the 150, all my family, more people from work, but we had to do the 30, and actually it was a lot easier because you can actually experience everybody. I, I've t- talked to people that said, yeah, at my wedding, I didn't even get to say hi to everyone, which kind of sucks. It's your wedding. You want to say what up? Thanks for coming. So we're there. Ray does his vows. They do the whole, the whole spiel. And I keep waiting. Is Ray going to cry? Because I have 20 bucks on the line against Amy, against Lunchbox, and against Eddie. And Ray did not cry. Ray, officially, did you cry? I did not cry. I did get, uh, in my head, a little bit emotional. My dad gets up there, reads the scripture, and like for whatever reason, kind of started crying. I'm like, Dad, keep it together. What are you doing? <laughs> so I'll be collecting that cash from you guys sometime soon. Yeah, we just, you got to learn never bet with Bobby. Because oh, if you lost? bet with Bobby. Yeah, you lost. Yeah, Shoot. we bet with Bobby. You know you're going to lose. Why do we do it? I don't know. 
So that oh, was my favorite moment. Ray not Ray. crying. <laughs> That's your favorite out of everything. Because I made cash. Yes. Amy, your favorite moment from Raymundo's wedding? Gosh, I probably when y'all performed the song that he wrote, and that was their first dance. Like this, I won from the ceremony. Would be, uh, I thought that their pastor was great, and I loved the ragdoll story. I've already told it to two people, and then mm. I'm going to tell it on my podcast too. <laughs> and then at the cer- at the reception, for sure, y'all all singing, and then Ray and Lauren dancing. It was perfect. So the first dance for Ray and Bay was Eric Dodd with the Raging Idiots. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Singing the song. Look at you shining underneath the Nashville sunset. That Ray wrote. The song that Ray and Eric wrote. Yeah, I'm dreaming about all the years we ain't lived yet. So let's celebrate this special day like you taught me to love a birthday. Live our lives away. Ray, explain the birthday line. Uh, the birthday line, I, as a guy, I don't know. I've just always been kind of too cool for birthdays, and I didn't really, like, always take them in. And I guess, and when she had cancer then, she goes, man, I can't wait for my next birthday. I love birthday. And I'm like, you know what? Let's celebrate birthdays. That's awesome. We have another birthday. So that's the new thing. I mean, appreciate birthdays. You know, it, it's a blessing to live. And, I mean, we experience that firsthand. Life can come real close in a hurry, and she's just like, Man, we got to celebrate every birthday, so I threw in the song. Eddie and I were up there singing the song, and we had had all those little parts we were going to do doubles, and <laughs> but we were so nervous about messing it up that right on, we were just like, we're not, doing, we're not trying to make this, we're just going to try to nail it with no extra flavor involved. It was, it, was, it was special to us to be able to do that, Absolutely. and we, did, we didn't want to mess it up. Eddie, your favorite moment from the wedding? Well, I had one, but I didn't know he was going to mention that Garth and Trisha were there, so yeah. I'm just going to change mine right now. Audible, audible, Garth and Trisha being at the wedding. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> and they're so nice, because I, I don't think Caitlin had met Garth ever, and so Caitlin and I were standing there talking to Garth and Trisha afterward, and I know him a little bit, mm-hmm. and... Caitlin was like, yeah, from Oklahoma. And Garth's like, oh, yeah, where? She goes, I'm from Fort Gibson. He's like, heck, I used to swim over there as a kid. My grandma lived over there. And they had this whole talk about Oklahoma and Fort Gibson. and Crazy. They're just, if you didn't know they were international, extremely successful superstars, they would just be folks that were at the wedding. That's right. And what a great way to talk about somebody. Like, they're amazingly talented and we're huge fans of them. But it's also cool when they're around because they're so nice and you wouldn't think they are at the status they are. So that's, that's cool. Lunchbox? Uh, I thought the whole wedding was great, but my favorite part was I was talking to Ray's grandma and his mom at the reception. We were just talking about Ray, and they're like, listen, Ray is full of crap. Anything out of his mouth is just you, you don't believe anything. You can never get a straight answer out of Ray. And I didn't. And his mom didn't appreciate the song Ray chose for the first dance with her because she goes, I didn't want sappy. I wanted fun, and he tried to make me cry. You, you danced to Garth Brooks' mom? Yeah, I got it. This is just the actual song, but yeah. Don't you cry. But I thought it was great. It was perfect. Uh, and I to thought. me, it meant a lot to dance with my mom to that song, even though she didn't want it because she said she was going to cry. But sorry, Mom, I wanted this song because it's a special song and special moment. It yeah. was so sweet while he was dancing with her. Did you see he was patting her back? Yes, like, the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. you were. It was It was precious. like burping a baby almost. Yes. <laughs> That's what it looked like. Well, she raised me, and then in that moment, it was like I've, you know, like I'm a man now, and I'm like, Thank you, Mom, for raising me. It was a, that's it. At this moment now, I'm officially a man. That's what she said. She said, Ray kept whispering in my ear, Mom, this takes me back when I was a kid. You raised me right. Thank you so much. And she was just like, I was like, Ray, stop it. Ray, stop it. Ray, stop it. Your dad is so <laughs> tall. It yeah. doesn't talk. Your mom is really short. Yep. Your twin brother is very tall. Correct. You are very short. Very short. (laughs) (laughs) And I was finally able to see when you were dancing with your mom, oh, that's where it kind of comes from. Yeah, and I believe it's the mom determines the height of kids. So I would have been like 6'6 if it it went by dad's, yeah. But your brother's tall. Correct. I I don't know. It's weird. But I really, I strongly (laughs) believe if a person's mom is tall, they'll be tall. Uh, you okay. guys were debating on what to wear because we all had we had it easy. We had blue yeah, suits. Yeah, all had suits. suits. I knew what I was going to wear, and then I assumed my husband would wear a suit because we're going to a wedding. And then he's like, "No, no, we're going. It's no, we're going to a chapel on some land. Like I'm wearing boots and nice jeans and a blazer, like a sports coat." And 
I, I'm so adamant that he cannot do that. He needs to wear a suit. It's like causing tension between us. I'm like, fine, just wear whatever you want. So he puts on his Lucchese boots, his nice jeans, and his sports coat. And then we get there, and I'm pretty sure my husband said that Garth is in jeans and boots. That's it. So, yeah. uh, Come on. Well, yeah. your husband, I thought he wore a suit. No, he wore jeans and boots. Oh, he did? Yes, because I wasn't going to continue arguing with him about it. And then I got put in my place when we show up and, like, goat is there wearing, <laughs> <laughs> like, jeans and boots. So I thought, I just kind of hung my head and I was like, your your boots look nice. <laughs> but that's proof because Bones didn't even notice he was wearing jeans. No, yeah. it must have been really dark jeans. They were yeah. really dark. The darker nice. they are, yeah. the nicer, the, the mm-hmm. more formal jeans they are. Yeah, I know. He fit the formal whatever Canadian tuxedo look, but I was not feeling it when we left the house, but suddenly I was fine with it. Ray, what was your favorite moment? (laughs) Definitely they rigged it uh, when my grandma, they did the flower toss and my grandma was in the very front. She's 90 years old and they threw it right to her and she caught it and she's like, (laughs) and so she was the next one to get married is what that means and she's like, I'm not getting married again though. I'm like, okay, grandma, it's okay. Just catch the flowers. Well, it was a lot of fun. It was. It was so good. It would the 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 reception was all spread out, and I, I just thought you guys put a lot of effort into keeping it safe, and also, you know, making it a real memorable experience for all involved. And then it seemed like the next day I was watching your Instagram. It seemed like you were just drunk all day. Uh, yeah, ended up partying pretty hard with Billy, and I'm still hung. Yeah, last night I, s- <laughs> Caitlin takes her phone and she goes, "I'm looking at Raymundo's story, and he's going, it's the first day in seven years I haven't done show prep." America, forgive me. She's like, what does this even mean? And I was like, I assume he went so hard he wasn't going to. I said, I don't care if it was a wedding. Oh, I thought maybe you said, hey, it's your wedding. Like, don't worry about prepping. Yeah. <laughs> no. Did you not? I mean, oh, I thought that was maybe a gift. Yeah, I thought that was your present. Hey, yeah. here's, your, here's your gift. Uh, don't worry don't worry about it retro. retro. Yeah. You're good. No, you're not in trouble. I no, laughed out loud at that because he's yes, he was apologizing to Well, it was, it was a fantastic wedding. You can go over to the Bobby Bones a website, bobbybones.com, and you can uh, see some pictures from the wedding. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I hope you enjoyed this fun behind the scenes, especially getting to hear some more stories from Raymundo's wedding. So make sure to visit bobbybones.com for all the blogs and videos from this week. There's even more that we didn't talk about. Also check out our social media at Bobby Bones Show. It can be really fun and positive. I promise the more nice people we have on there, the better. So come hang out with me every time I do this. Otherwise, hit us up on socials. This is the Bobby Bones Show. You know.